This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Matt Humans from Vincent talking some college football. Matt, how you doing? Pretty good, Jimmy. It was a great Saturday in college football. I'm sure you were at Tiger Stadium, man. We uh, witnessed, I think, the dem- demise of the Alabama and Clemson dynasty, if you want to call it that, on the same day. You ready? You, you, uh, that's kind of a, a topic of discussion uh, in the South right now. Or this is the is this the start of sort of coming back to the pack uh, for Alabama? I am. I think it is because before the season, when you looked at this team with Will Anderson, arguably the best defensive player in the country, Bryce Young, arguably the best offense player, you thought, hey, this could be one of Nick Saban's best teams, and the troubles that the Tide have had on the road. This is a trend now. And, uh, Jimmy, let's face it, it's two losses for Alabama this year. It could easily be three. And you look at last year, how many times did Bama get off the hook, including games that should have lost at Auburn. Um, So I think Nick Saban's been a little bit lucky to keep it together to this point. And I don't know if it's – it would take a long time to dig into something like this, but his defenses have a lot of trouble against mobile quarterbacks. He's going to have to find a way to fix that because that's the way the game is trending. Guys like Jaden Daniels who can take part of defense. And Nick Saban hasn't found a way to fix that going all the way back to Johnny Manziel when he tore up uh, the Alabama defense in Tuscaloosa. And that game, if so, if Saban can't figure out a way to, to gear his defense to stop mobile quarterbacks, he's going to have a lot more problems. You know, we saw it actually. We always called Nick Saban to Bill Belichick in college football. Belichick has problems with mobile quarterbacks too. We saw it. A couple of weeks ago in the Bears-Patriots yeah. game on a Monday night when Justin Fields ran wild against the Patriots. Uh, and that's the way the game is trending with these uh, quarterbacks who can get out and run. And, and Jane Daniels has done a, a phenomenal job the last three weeks in Brian Kelly's offense. And i got to give Brian Kelly all the credit in the world for having the balls to go for two in that situation on Saturday night. Uh, it was the right call. I felt that before that. I was uh, in the studio doing a show, and I said uh, before it, LSU scored, Jaden Daniels scores on one play, 25 yards, which has got to be troubling to uh, to the Tide supporters as well. But I said, I think Kelly's going to go for two if he gets a touchdown here because if, you got, if you're at home and you got one play to beat Alabama, I think Kelly's got to have some play up his sleeve that he's going to use. 
And uh, but credit him for doing it because a lot of coaches would have chickened out in that situation. Can't spell big cojones without BK. You win so, you know, it's, it's, that's the way it's going around here. No doubt uh, ahead of schedule in the rebuild program uh, for LSU. I mean, uh, with uh, Brian Kelly at LSU. Let's get to the games and talking about uh, some emotional scenes uh, in college football. And guess what? The best three crowds in college football last week, home teams all won. Notre Dame, one of those, won easily. Now they went over and they cruise. A couple of uh, return touchdowns, one on a block punt, one on a pick six. Now they go to Baltimore to take on, just outside of Annapolis, to take on Navy, lay in 17. Yeah, this is an obvious spot play, situational handicapping play. And, you know, if you've watched Navy over the past month or so, I do think the midshipmen started to play a lot better. Uh, the problem is, They've got to find a way to move the chains, move the football. And if they can avoid turnovers, I think they're going to be in decent shape here. Because if you look at Notre Dame's last two wins, the Irish opened the Syracuse game with a pick six. And like you said last week against Clemson, you got two scores uh, that did not come from the offense. So Notre Dame's offense is still, I think, uh, pedestrian. And one thing Navy can do it is decent at stopping the run. The Irish have gone for over 200 yards rushing in each of the past two games, went for 263 against Clemson. Who thought that was going to happen? I had a loser with Clemson last week. I got I got fooled into playing the uh, the road favorite there because I thought Clemson, which had the number seven ranked rush defense in the nation, allowing 88 yards per game, could stop the only thing that Notre Dame can do well, and that's run it. And Clemson got physically overpowered in that game. And Marcus Freeman, the Notre Dame coach, even said, we did not foresee this game going this way. And I, I don't think Dabo Sweeney did either. He didn't anticipate his team getting overpowered at the line of scrimmage, but that's what Notre Dame did to win that game. I, this has got to be a little bit of a letdown spot after fans storm the field. Uh, you go on the road to play Navy and you're laying 17. I don't think this Notre Dame offense is built uh, to cover 17 away from home uh, unless they can get some fluke scores, uh, kind of like they had the last two games for the Irish against Syracuse and uh, Clemson. So I don't, love, I don't love Navy. I don't love taking the points here. But Navy was competitive, uh, getting 20 at Cincinnati a week ago. That was a 20-10 to 10 loss. I think Navy can be competitive here too. So I'll take the midshipman plus 17. All right, uh, next game up, uh, Purdue and Illinois, and this has got some uh, Big Ten West implications all, all over it. Illinois uh, surprised last week, and, um, man, that was a – Michigan State had eight players uh, suspended. They go into Champaign and beat them uh, handily um, and, uh, and and give up a, a, a late touchdown that kind of made the score a little bit closer than it when it was in the, the box score as well. So – um, man, Michigan State was impressive uh, in that win. So now they, uh, now Illinois tries to get back off the map. Were they peeking ahead a little bit to this key game in their division as they try and get to the Big Ten championship game for the first time? Purdue uh, catching six and a half at Champaign. Yeah, I was uh, anti-Purdue last week. I was on Iowa in that game, and it didn't surprise me. Here's the trend with Jeff Brom as Purdue coach. Very good as an underdog, terrible as a favorite. And uh, we saw it again. And I, I thought the Iowa defense was going to cause the Purdue problems, some offense, Purdue offensive problems anyway, because uh, Iowa was allowing 3.9 yards per play, and they're very good at jamming wide receivers and taking away a lot of those quick routes that Purdue likes to run. 
And again, it was a windy, cold day in West Lafayette, and the Purdue passing game just couldn't get going. Uh, I think it's going to be a different story this week against the Illini. And again, Brom is a road dog. This is his best role. The Purdue offense was averaging 32.8 points a game. It scored three against Iowa. I think this is uh, last week and this week is where the fighting Illini come crashing back to earth. I didn't bet the uh, Michigan State-Illinois game last week, but I, I can't count how many people I know out here in Las Vegas were firing on the Illini like it was free money. And the Spartans going to Champaign and roll Brett Bielema. Uh, I think the, the Illini got to be a little bit flat here. I know they, they still have a realistic shot to win the Big Ten West, but just don't think it's going to happen now. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Boilermakers go in there and win this game straight up. I'll tell you this, Purdue's got a positive series history against Illinois, too. Has had little problems winning in Champaign over the years. So I think this sets up for a nice play on the road dog, Jeff Brom's best role. I'll take six and a half if I can't get seven. So uh, put me down for Purdue. All right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I like that one as well. And, um, yeah, not not just that, Matt, but, you know, those popular so, uh, multi-leg uh, uh, money line parlay cards had oh, to go yeah. up in flames as well. Just uh, putting uh, a 17-point favorite in there for Illinois against Michigan State. I watched the game, too, because I was uh, on a lot of unders, including that one. It held to the under because the, 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 the weather in the Midwest was pretty rough uh, last week. And it was it was no fluke. I mean, Michigan State hit him in the mouth, man. And I was shocked of the way that game went. Uh, it was not as close as the final score indicated at 23 uh, to 15. All right, so Alabama, as we talk about, yeah, we'll see. So they, you know, they're a couple of plays from being undefeated and maybe number one in the country in there, a couple of plays away from being uh, having four losses uh, right now. So nonetheless, so all of those games uh, were very much uh, 50-50 games. Now, they didn't have Bryce Young uh, against Texas A&M, but the other three on the road, a big, big uh, struggles. Here we go on the road again as they go to play uh, Ole Miss in Oxford. Bet Rivers right now, as we speak, is – uh, Bama is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rebels. Yeah, tied back on the road back-to-back weeks, and uh, they don't have – I guess Nick Saban's going to talk to his team and say, hey, look, we still got a chance to be a playoff team. And let's – and I think they do. What do you think, Jimmy? I mean, I, I uh-uh. that, huh? No. I know everybody <laughs> wants to say no. There's no chance Bama – ha- They have to win They have to win the, the, the conference with two losses. And LSU's got to lose both Arkansas and A&M, and I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either. I don't think I don't think Bama's going to be in the playoff, but I think Saban's going to convince his team there's a chance they're going to be in it. you got to do something to motivate your guys. This is the first time in, how about 10 or 12 years, that Bama's playing a game where it hasn't had a chance to uh, uh, be in the, the national title game or the, the four-team playoff, so... Uh, what is there? If you're a Bama, that's why you show up every year to win a national championship. Now you can't do that. What's the motivation this week on the road where you played uh, some pretty bad football the last two years? And the thing about Ole Miss, too, you got another mobile quarterback here. Now, he's not Jaden Daniels, but Jackson Dart can run ball a little bit. He's a good athlete. And if you go back to the Texas A&M game, and don't forget, A&M gave uh, Alabama a lot of problems in Tuscaloosa somehow. I have no idea how, but they did. Ole Miss ran for 390 yards against Texas A&M two weeks ago before the bye. Quinshawn Judkins, 34 carries for 205. Jackson Dart was pretty good that day, throwing the ball 13 for 20 with three TDs, but he also ran 17 times for 95 yards. 
Uh, I, I think this Ole Miss offense is good enough to give this Alabama D some problems again. And uh, the Tide, they're, they're going to move the ball and get their points as well because Bryce Young last week against LSU still passed for 328. Now he's inefficient. He was 25 for 51. Uh, but I thought that uh, I thought that Bryce Young was able to come up with big plays when he had to have them. He's probably going to do that here too. But still, you're talking about a 13 point road favorite, and uh, I don't I don't price the game this way. Alabama's been sloppy. Had nine penalties for 92 yards against LSU last week. Offense didn't score a touchdown in the first three quarters. There's some problems here, Jimmy. This is just not business as usual for Alabama. This is a lot different and. Uh, uh, you talked me into the LSU side last week. Uh, I got to give you uh, props for that because I ended up uh, big on LSU and not so big on Tennessee by the end of the week. But that turned out to be a great play because the Tigers were the right side the entire way. And I think Ole Miss is going to be the right side here too. You can't just assume that Alabama is going to bounce back on the road where they have not played well. Now they don't have a national championship to play for. Uh, we, we hope. Well, Brian Kelly and his staff just uh, quit worrying about whether the uh, the freshman Harold Perkins can get to t- meetings on time or class on time. Just play the damn dude. He was the best defensive player on the field. I mean, he is special, man. He, he had Bryce Young wondering where the heck. Uh, the game against Ole Miss, he played 37 snaps. This game, 67. So, I mean, he is a difference maker. Ole Miss plus the 12.5 against uh, Alabama. 2010 was the last time we were in a similar spot. Lost at South Nick Saban's uh, Crimson Tide. Lost at South Carolina when Stephen Garcia completed his first 21 passes oh, yeah. and played the game of his life. They lost a wild one at LSU. Ruben Randall bust, uh, busted off an 80-yard touchdown reception, and then they hosted Auburn. But Superman came in there, Cam Newton, and overcame a 24 to uh, a nothing deficit yeah. to go okay. by and win that one. They did have one after that. They played Michigan State in the Capital One Bowl with nothing to play for and. Beat them as bad as any team can beat somebody. So we'll see. We'll see. One thing about Saban is with all the skins on the wall that he has, he has been whining about the transfer portal, the NIL, the new era of the coach-player you know relationship. Too, and, uh, I don't, I don't want to hear any of Saban's whining. He's got every advantage possible. 100%. 100%. All the advantages. And uh, he's still having all these troubles on the road and uh, – and, uh, Nearly lost a home game to Texas A&M. Something's not right. And uh, that's why I said, I, when I said the demise of the Alabama-Clemson dynasty, if you want to call it that, that might sound a little bit dramatic. But I do think we're seeing a shift in college football. And a lot of these other programs are going to step up. It's not going to be – next year we're not going to be sitting here saying, well, okay, in the preseason you can pencil two teams into the, the, the playoff. It's Alabama, it's Clemson, and who else is going to be there? It's not that way anymore. You're going to see other programs here step up, and uh, we're going to see Tennessee. Well, Georgia's already stepped up, obviously. LSU is going to be in that picture. USC, uh, and who knows? Texas, I think, is going to be emerging too. Uh, but we've been saying that for a long time, so I don't want to count on Texas. But you get Ohio State, Michigan. It's not just Alabama and Clemson to be able to. You're going to be able to pencil into two of those four spots. That's not going to happen. By the way, the the Clemson drop-off is much more dramatic. And, you know, we thought this team might be a little phony. Uh, this season, a lot of people thought Clemson might be a little bit phony. Boy, I'll tell you what, that performance at Notre Dame was pitiful. And uh, unless Keith Klubnick, the freshman, turns into a superstar quarterback, Clemson's going to have some problems. 
Yeah, DJ U, Bryce Young, and Jaden Daniels all played uh, in the same area uh, in Southern California, and uh, DJ U is having the roughest time. He was horrible, horrible uh, in that game on uh, Saturday night. Uh, all right, uh, storm in the field. Uh, so uh, LSU uh, has to yeah find some emotion and go to Arkansas. They play for the most gaudy trophy in college football, in my opinion, the boot. Nothing like going to the press conference and asking Les Miles, what is the significance of the golden boot? And he would go, big, shiny trophy, border war. Okay, Les, have some grass on us. Arkansas catching three at Bet Rivers. Here we go. Storm the field. Left a little emotion. Tough spot to get back up here for the Tigers. Yeah, it's going to be interesting this week because situational handicapping is obviously part of what I do, so... You know, you notice I'm playing against Notre Dame, playing against Bama, playing against LSU. Um, two of those three teams had huge wins, and Bama played, um, took a took a monster loss and knocked it out of the playoff picture. So, we'll see how much those situational factors play into it this week. But I think it's going to be tough for tough for the Tigers. They got a bunch of people patting them on the back. They're celebrating after knocking off Bama. That's like a, that's like a Super Bowl type win uh, for LSU. Now you're going on the road to face an Arkansas team that. And the Hogs just had their teeth kicked in uh, by Liberty. Now, the Flames are not a bad football team. They were ranked 23rd going into last week. I think Arkansas was uh, – you talked about Illinois peeking ahead. I think that was Arkansas peeking ahead to LSU as well. Uh, maybe asleep at the wheel a little bit in that game. It's still a pretty good Arkansas team. K.J. Jefferson, uh, by the way, was uh, the most efficient. I think he had the highest passer rating of any quarterback in the SEC before last week. And it's an Arkansas offense put up a total of 93 points in the previous two games against BYU and Auburn. Uh, so, yes, the Arkansas pass defense has a lot of problems. I think, again, this is going to be a game where Jaden Daniels can move the ball and put points on the board, but I think both teams will. And uh, I caught three and a half at the Westgate Superbook here in Vegas. I think it's three of most spots. Is it three at Bet Rivers now? Yeah, three. It's three at Bet Rivers. I still take three as long as it's not less than three. Uh, this is going to be a big test for the Tigers to see if they can get up and uh, win a game like this after the monster victory over Alabama and you have to go on the road. This is kind of a tough spot, Jimmy, so we'll see what happens. But I'll take the home dog here, the Hogs. K.J. Jefferson did not practice last week, but he did play, yep. and he did the last two drives of the game when they were down 16 were two touchdown drives. He's not expected to practice again this week. So he is uh, dealing with some injuries. And who in the hell is making Arkansas schedule? SEC West is tough sledding enough. Yeah. Uh, at Pro, uh, in Provo against BYU, Cincinnati, who was in the playoff last year, and then we go put a Liberty uh, back-to-back-to-back uh, double-digit wins as they come in and take care of business. Hugh Freeze's stock is going up. And who yeah. says it was emotional in Tiger Stadium? Brian Kelly was is in tears. He's a very sensitive guy, you know. So, anyway, let's go. Let's stay in the, uh, in the SEC. Auburn, good call on Auburn last week, uh, Matt. Uh, man, Mississippi State is just blowing them out. And then Cadillac Williams, I think he ran for more yardage on the sidelines than he did his Auburn career, man. He was excited. And so this line is going up, however. Now, Auburn currently at Bet Rivers is two and a half against A&M. Flubug got two teams in college football last week. Got A&M as that line went from three to one right before him, including the quarterback and double-digit other players with the flu. And Southern Miss who uh, got hit with the flu as well. Yeah. They fell behind 28 nothing right out the chute uh, last week. 
Auburn Cadillac Williams in position. They uh, they get a missed field goal. They win it in regulation, but they lose it. But uh, an effort in one of these energized performances by uh, the first uh, the first game with the interim coach. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was banking on too, and I think you're going to get that here as well uh, at home. This is going to be a big game for Cadillac Williams trying to get his first win. And if just look inside the box score last week, I thought Auburn did some some good things. Obviously, allowing 357 passing yards, Will Rogers was not one of those, uh, but he had 59 attempts. And uh, what Auburn did was allow 13 rushing yards to Mississippi State. So if you can stop the run, uh, you can do something here. I think Auburn last week also ran the ball well, 256 on the ground. Robbie Ashford was part of that. The freshman quarterback had a 108. Uh, Tank Bixby, Robbie Ashford, I think, turned into a pretty good offensive combination. And and to fall behind the way Auburn did and fight back into that game and have a chance to win it, uh, I thought was uh, impressive here. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play Auburn. I, I have no problems fading Jimbo Fisher. And I've been doing this for a few weeks now. I think the wheels have fallen off at Texas A&M. We saw the, the number two uh, linebacker recruit in the nation just decommit. There's a lot of negativity around that program. You talked about the flu that affected a lot of players last week. Uh, the Gators go in there and win. How do you motivate this team at this point? What's Jimbo Fisher do? I think he's – has he lost the locker room? Is he losing the team? I would certainly think that uh, that's going to be a problem. Do you really think the Aggies are going to regroup here? Do they have the leadership on their team to regroup and go to Auburn and win this game? I have I have my doubts. I think Auburn's going to be the more motivated team and the better spot here, and uh, I think the Tigers going to be able to run the ball on the A&M defense and get the win here. Uh, I actually played Auburn at a pick Last night at Circus Sports, you're saying now I got to lay two and a half at Bet Rivers. That's a bad deal, Jimmy, but I'll take it anyway. I mean, damn it, Matt. You know, we can't walk with you every step of your life and, you know, share the same lines. We're trying to give people lines, current lines at Bet Rivers right now. Hey, by so the way, to- uh, yeah, Bet Rivers, it's smart to put the line where Bet Rivers has it because uh, if I were a bookmaker, I'd do the same thing. Circus Sports opened, by the way, Texas A&M as a two point favorite, which I thought was a bad number. I think Bet Rivers has got the right number right now. All right, uh, Auburn minus a two and a half. And so don't count Jimbo out uh, yet. I mean, it's only year five. Year 12 or 13, he should have that thing rolling in College <laughs> Station. Hawaii uh, is at home. Back boy, they got ambushed last week in Fresno. Uh, they, we have been riding them. They've been very competitive. Man, after that embarrassing week zero game where they gave up 100 points to Vanderbilt, they've been a covering machine since that. Utah State, last year's Mountain West champion, makes a trip to the islands. They are 11.5-point favorites right now at Bet Rivers at Hawaii. This is not last year's Utah State team. Not even close. And uh, here's another thing about Hawaii. You want to talk about home road, dichotomy. The Warriors are a totally different team on the island than they are uh, when they're on the mainland. And we saw it again last week. Now, and also 55-13 to 13 looks pretty ugly. And if I watched a lot of the game, and it was pretty ugly. Uh, but that's also a Fresno team that's got Jake Hayner back at quarterback, and that's a totally different Bulldogs team with Hayner. He was 24 for 29, 327 yards, four touchdowns. He just lit up the Hawaii defense. Utah State doesn't have a quarterback who can, who can play like that, not even close. Uh, I think – Hawaii, by the way, had 362 yards total offense in that game if you want to take some sort of positive out of it because I do think Braden Schrager's played better at quarterback, and they actually got two running backs who can move the ball. So I've been playing Hawaii as a home dog, not on the road, and we got Hawaii as a home dog again this week. The late game on Saturday night, the number's 11 and a half. 
I actually made it number three and a half in this game. Uh, but, you know, I have a different rating for Hawaii at home than I do on the road, and it's, it's a dramatically different rating. Utah State uh, went on the road, beat Colorado State 17 uh, to 13. Colorado State's one of the worst teams in Division One. Utah State lost at Wyoming by two touchdowns. Last week, Utah State was a home, and I watched a lot of this game. It was ugly for Utah State. Uh, the Aggies trailed a bad New Mexico team in the third quarter, and they busted the game open only because New Mexico's uh, quarterback play was completely incompetent. And then the Utah State got a 55-yard fumble return for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So that was a lot closer than the 27-10 score indicates. It was 10-7 New Mexico in the third quarter. Utah State should not be a double-digit uh, road favorite here. Hopefully uh, that statement doesn't come back to haunt me. But I, I really think Hawaii is going to be the right side again here in the home, home dog roll Saturday night. Uh, Hawaii had covered four straight uh, until uh, that Fresno State game, so uh, definitely a lot of value there. So Hawaii plus the 11.5 is in reverse order. Auburn minus 2.5. Arkansas plus 3. Ole Miss plus 12.5. Purdue plus 6.5. Navy plus 17. Man, all dogs, all dogs. You miss uh, one rush the field angle. I got Georgia is going to Starkville. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, they still – Auburn kind of got back in that thing with that flurry, but, uh, man, their home-and-away splits finally kind of got off the track a little bit last week. But you're not uh, not interested in taking Mississippi State plus double digits at home? Uh, I thought about it, but no, because if you've seen the way Nick Saban's teams have dominated Mike Leach, Kirby Smart could probably do the same thing. I don't really care about the situation. I'm not buying into uh, Mike Leach against elite defenses. I don't think his offense works against elite defenses. Not not even to say Alabama's an elite defense this year, but Nick Saban knows how to shut him down. So Kirby Smart probably does too. Yeah, the situation would say that, but also Georgia's playing for a lot. See, Alabama's on the road not playing for a lot this week. Georgia's got a lot of incentive as the number one team. What's the incentive for Bama? It's not the same. So I, I think it's a stronger play with Ole Miss. I do have I got five dogs. I got one favorite. Auburn's the favorite, right? Yeah, yeah, it switched once it uh, became uh, there. Well, I'll uh, I'll take you something to play for, and maybe they have one to uh, play with. I mean, I think they got a little cushion uh, as a number one team. Matt's favorite show, the pairing show. He'll be glued to that one, and Georgia should be the new number one team. But Missouri, Kent State, kind of go through the motions uh, when I don't think they're challenged uh, as much. So, We'll see. Dogs versus dogs. Give me a little cowbell uh, at home. This is your picks. <laughs> we'll get my picks later. For Matt Humans of Eason, I'm Jimmy Yacht here at a Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.